From DS Media Studios in Tema, Ghana, this is Two Peswas. Two Peswas is a weekly podcast where we cover a range of topics, from buzzing media headlines to music to highlights from the week. Each episode is co-hosted by myself, Peaches, and Eddie. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. We're on episode 45. Hope you've all caught up to all the episodes we've um, published so far. And without much ado, just straight into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, just want to throw in there that um, we've had some really good numbers since the yes, start of the season. Absolutely amazing. So, thank you to everyone. Uh, special shout outs to our YouTube commenters. Yes. A few people yes. said really nice things. Actually, everywhere, Twitter mm. as well. Um, I love, like I've been saying, I love it when people interact with us. Yeah. Um, so, please keep doing it. And yeah, let me just hop into <laughs> the news. Okay. Right. So, in the news, um, recently, a popular mega pastor, Ghanaian mega pastor, called Reverend Ousu Bimpa, <laughs> was arrested for uh, on a number of charges, but mostly for um, assaulting the police officers who came to arrest him, more or less. So, um, he Isaac Ousu Bimpa is the head of uh, a church called Glorious word power ministries and he apparently got into a war of words with uh, a lady called nana agrada who now goes by and that's important the now goes by part uh evangelist patricia okay (laughs) now this evangelist patricia formerly known as nana agrada used to be a self-professed fetish priestess um who had a channel on television now some time ago um Two teenagers lured a third teenager to a location and they they killed him in cold blood, um, unprovoked. There was no prior, you know, uh, beef between them or anything. They just killed him and sold his body parts to a fetish priest um, in the name of basically blood money rituals. Um, and so there was, you know, Ghanaians, we like to, everything will peak for about a two week cycle yeah, then and then we forget again. Yeah. But during those two weeks, people were coming down quite hard on, uh, these, you know, malams, which is, you know, and fetish priests and self-professed, you know, miracle, whatever they call themselves mm-hmm. that operate outside of, I guess, traditional, uh, not traditional, but Christian circles because prophecy and all that kind of miracles Mm. is very much accepted if you're in church but suddenly once you're outside then it's witchcraft right but anyway (laughs) um part of it is because obviously they ask for you know body parts and things like that to carry out these rituals so anyway uh because she had a channel on tv and she was very visible she was one of the people that you know got targeted for having corrupted the youth and so on and so forth and her channel got taken down now literally five minutes later like it was probably two weeks or something Mm. she popped up again having reinvented herself calling herself now evangelist patricia and that she's given her life to christ Mm. and um she even visited this reverend also Benpa's church who was like, you know, do not judge because you never know who God can mm. you mm, the scam of it all, mm. the scam of it all. But anyway, uh, and she donated money to his church and all was hunky dory. And then suddenly things have apparently changed and they got into mudslinging competition. And apparently she said she'll show she'll deal with him or something like that. And he grounded up some of his goons. And, and this is somebody, these two people claim to, to be, be people of God. Right? Thank you. Right? He rounded up his goons and went to her house. 
uh, saying like, "What's up?" <laughs> you was talking all that mess. What so what's do? what's <laughs> what you gonna do? <laughs> so apparently, she came out with a gun, which they grabbed out of her hands, and they were somebody was gonna shoot, and they're like, "No, don't listen." A mess. Anyway, so thereafter, these same goons of his were making videos with guns of their own, threatening her, and so on and so forth. And eventually it got to the police mm. and they're like, okay, let's, you know, let's reel this in and you can't be making threats of bodily th- violence against people. people yeah. So they went to his church to arrest him and his, again, same goon squad and some <laughs> members of the church who were there decided to go, uh, you know, said they were going to die for this man. So they decided <laughs> to get into a tussle with the cops. A few of them yeah. were injured and then a bunch of them were rounded up, including also Bempa, mm. uh, although some are on the lam and they're looking for them. So they took him to, they remanded him um, to the police station and apparently he was denied bail for the first week and of course he fell sick. Sick, yeah. Now there is this trend where the minute somebody of a certain profile gets arrested, they suddenly get sick because the scam is you go and lay in the police hospital for the entire duration of whether Mm. your prison term or your jail term because that's the cushier, more Mm. comfortable option. But this time, you see, part of the reason was apparently this also Bempa is affiliated with the MPP government yes, and I the president. That, well, yeah, that he helped them win oh, or whatever. Whatever the yeah, hell that means. Yeah, he I just predicted. You see, Ghanaian pastors, apparently they spend their days doing lottery predictions, <laughs> um, election predictions, who's going to win football, things of, of, of no use. Anyway, so he apparently had always been very adamant that Ecuador was going to win mm. the previous elections and that apparently swayed a lot of his followers because he right. has a large following and so because of that he feels like he's owed or something so apparently he had even said at one point that he can never be arrested in this country so anyway they had to prove a point so even though he was rushed in quotations to the hospital mm. after two hours they <laughs> sent him fine. right back on to jail They're oh like, they no. did oh yes oh, I didn't you good no yeah. you go back to jail um, and so Basically, that's the only lessons he's going to learn because he's probably going to be out by the time this even drops. Oh, yeah, like, come definitely. On. This is He'll, on. Come on. Nothing's going to happen. But I just feel like this is so emblematic, and I've, I've said this a lot, of the, the, the corruption that is evident in you know religion in this country like Mm. even our you know traditional religions which you've allowed white people to tell you is witchcraft Mm. um have been corrupted because you know i don't know where this idea that all you know african traditional religions are about blood sacrifice sacrifice who told you that you know that's 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 not accurate it's not not accurate in the least it's about it's more about a oneness with nature than anything else, mm-hmm. much like Eastern philosophies, that they believe that everything you see, every object in nature is imbued with a spirit and serves a purpose. Mm-hmm. So if you want rain, you pray to the rain god. If you want your farm crops to grow, you pour libation and mm-hmm. pray to Asasia or whatever. I don't know who t- who told us that it's all about bring um, menstrual blood so that mm-hmm. we put a curse. It's not. We've That's been corrupted uh, church has been corrupted. It's just a scam now. Bring your money, and I've seen a vision. But if you want me to, to come and yeah, come and pay money or whatever, and then of course with with Islam, then you have the Malams who operate mm. outside of you know traditional Islam, but also claim to you know 
bring money and they're advertising on Facebook I can make you rich you know it's so rampant it's honestly and it's terrible because people are being led astray in the numbers Mm. outside of the corruption that is in politics I think the most harmful thing is the sort of cynicism corruption and greed that has manifested itself in Christianity all of the religions mm, mm. all of them all of them so anyway that's my in the news this week all right so and my in the news, in another case of screw your countrymen over by leaders, I recently discovered a news item which involves Germany. This was basically the DDR, the older, you know, okay. East mm-hmm. Germany and Mozambique. Now, now, in February of 1970, Arish who was the leader of the DDR at the time, and Samora Machel, who was the leader of Mozambique, uh, had an agreement. The agreement was that they would let Mozambican workers come to the DDR because there was a labor shortage. Mm-hmm. And in return for that, the DDR will help the industrialized section or the area of Mozambique. Now, after the Portuguese had basically looted Mozambique, I guess this seemed like a good plan to get Mozambique back on its feet. So in 1979, um, 17,000 Mozambican workers were sent to go and work. They worked in textiles, agriculture, in the mines, what have you. Interesting. Now, what the workers uh, failed to realize was that uh, they had been, they they were basically being ripped off. So that about uh, 25 to 60% of their remuneration was going to go to the DDR, as well as go to pay off Mozambique's debts. They oh, had so it no, wasn't coming to them. them they exactly, were just no. They were getting some indentured of indentured labor at exactly. this point. Exactly. Hmm. And they didn't know. So you have this dream of coming to work so that when you go back to your country, you can live a stable or comfortable life. And that doesn't happen. So you see, like, even in this case, two leaders are agreeing to, mm-hmm. to basically rip off your country people. This was well planned in advance. I don't believe for one second that the Mozambican leader didn't, didn't know, know about right. it. Absolutely not. Mind you, at some point, the conditions for these workers weren't great either. There were instances where Mozambican workers were not allowed to interact or integrate with other people mm. like Cubans or Vietnamese or whoever came there. They were not allowed. The women, if they were not allowed to get pregnant, if you got pregnant, you needed to have an abortion. It was oh. like, yes, it was like really, really, it got really, really bad. They started experiencing racism, some were beaten, you know, the typical, mm-hmm. they get called monkey or somebody's coming in, they're telling, oh, it's, going, it's getting really dark here just because you're dark skinned. Hmm. Now, after the wall fell in 1989, it became even worse because then the uh, the population of DDR now saw the Mozambican workers as competition. Mm. And then there was, there was an increase in neonati attacks and all that. Now, the, mo- the, the, the worst thing I think about this was that between 1990 and 92, the DDR actually made an attempt to compensate this wo- these mm. workers. What happens? The money ends up going to the private account of a state official. So now the people who... <laughs> it's a, it's, a, it's a, the same story over all over and, and over, and over and again. Over. So the people who went back and went to ask for money from their ministers or whatever. It was a constant back and forth, back and forth. They, they went to the German side. The German people said, we've paid this money. Mm-hmm. And then the Mozambique side said, yeah, go ask for your money from the Germans. It was really, really bad. A lot of people really had to stay afloat by doing all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And at some point, um, yeah, those who stayed were able to sort of 
fend for themselves. But then the people who were not really, really suffered. Again, it's just a tale of how politicians who basically rip you off at every opportunity that they have. You think they are there for your own good, but majority of the time, unfortunately, right. they're just out to look out for themselves. It's a really sad story. It is. It's a really, it really is. sad story. And it seems story. like it took a decade, a long, it was a long, ongoing yeah, many, yeah. many years. It's, it's just really horrible. I saw it and I was like, what? I have never heard of this right, before. Exactly. You know, like, how, how does this happen? Mm. Yeah, so that's my the news. Really, really sad. <sighs> but yeah, what can you do? I know. <laughs> okay, so now songs of the week. And I have three songs. The first song is by an artist called Victoria Monet. And it's called Ass Like That. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> so Victoria Monet is a 28-year-old singer-songwriter. She's American. Now, you might not recognize the name, but chances are you've definitely heard a song or more that she's done because she's most noted for... Uh, being Ariana, Ariana Grande's songwriter and has b- written some of her biggest hits like Seven Rings. Basically anything on Thank You Next, if you're familiar with that album, is you know has um, Victoria Monet's fingerprints all over it. Now she grew up singing in church in the youth choir and doing stage plays and she enjoyed writing poetry which eventually morphed into writing new songs Mm -hmm. and she contacted dark child on myspace now if you know who dark child Mm -hmm. is that's brandy's you know brandy's longtime producer and collaborator and you know he she eventually flew out to la and started working with him and her first writing credit ever was actually on Diddy Dirty Money album. Who remembers that oh album? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Last Trains Paris. Oh or whatever the hell Lord, it was called. Lord, Lord, Look, Lord. it was great until Diddy popped up on it. That's all I have to say. <laughs> so, and from there, her career just took off, and she's written lots of hits for people. And to date, she has two Gram songwriting Grammys out of three nominations. And um, she's also, you know, releases music of her own on the side. She has five EPs so far. Uh, the last one being Jaguar, which came out in 2020. And Ass Like That is a single from that album. Now, the interesting thing about this song, which you may already tell because if you're listening on the podcast, it's playing in the background. Sorry to YouTube folks. Yeah, yeah, we explained this already. We're not trying to get demonetized. Well, not that we're making money anyway, but, <laughs> but they'll flag our video when we play um, copyrighted material. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the song is a complete swerve. You think it's going to be about you know twerking mm, in the club not, huh? and it's this gorgeous beautiful mid-tempo dreamy song about the gym okay. this song is actually about okay. <laughs> working out in the gym and getting your body right it's fantastic and she uses analogies um of basically one of the lyrics is i met a guy called jim but basically she's talking about going to the gym, gym right. and working out and it's great it's such a lovely song she's a, she's wonderfully talented jaguar is a great ep and if you could get your hands on it listen to all of it but definitely start with ass like that okay song number two we're back in ghana this week and the song is called baby and it's an it's by an artist called Twitch Forever. Now I do believe I may have mentioned Twitch on here before. I think I, you have. Yeah, I think you have. I, I have. I yeah. So I, I can't. I can't remember what song. <laughs> if I'm repeating songs, I know. Don't mind me because at this point. <laughs> Okay, so Twitch name is Prince Andor, and he's a singer-songwriter. He started recording in 2016. Um, he actually um, met up with 
the guys at Ground Up, which is a Tema-based label. Shout out to the Ground Up boys. And, you know, by, you know, interacting with them, he realized that he could actually make music, you know, his professional mm-hmm. career as opposed to just being a hobby. Um, he's been surrounded by music his whole life. His mother was a chorister and he said that she taught him choral music. And when he was in school, he was also in a choir. Um, his first big push came when he featured on a Quincy Arthur track in 2018 called Take Your Something. And um, <clears throat> in 2020, he released a four song EP called Lost. And this song, Baby, is taken off that EP. And it really, it's a wonderful song. The whole EP is good. It's short. It's just four songs. So it's a quick listen. And it's very, very pleasant. If you like Fireboy DML, who I do. <laughs> if you like Joe Boy, who I love. <laughs> things like that. I think you'll like Twitch a lot. So check it out. But that's the second song, Baby, by Twitch Forever. And this third song is by an artist named Sam Fender. And it's called Play God. And this is one of my favorite songs right now like i'm playing the hell out of this song (laughs) so sam fender is a british singer songwriter and guitarist he's 27 years old he's from north shields which is up north in the uk um he started playing guitar and writing songs um, when he was young by the time he was 14 he was doing this because he was following the lead of his father and older brother who are also both um singer songwriters and musicians Um, He did have an unstable family life because at one point each of his parents abandoned the family um, for a lengthy period. Um, But he's always been, he played in the local clubs and bars in his town and open mic competitions. And that's where he got discovered. Um, So his first single ever is actually Play God and he released it in 2017. But he didn't start getting buzz until about 2018 when mm-hmm. BBC Sound Of featured him on the 28 playlist. 2018 playlist. Now, if you don't know BBC Sound Of, you really should keep track of it because mm-hmm. it's a great way to discover. They do a short list of their favorite artists of the year and all your faves mm-hmm. from the UK have basically been on BBC Sound Of. Now, they always pick a winner, but anybody that's like on the short list, X the excellent so he <laughs> appeared on BBC sound off and that's when his career took off and he met, he signed to a label that year and released an EP that year and then he released his first day de- his first album studio album called hypersonic missiles in 2019 and he re-released play God on that album because again it hadn't gotten the, mm, the, 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 the respect and it deserved and um, it took off and he's been nominated for two Brit Awards and he won one and um, yeah so and I really like I like rock music a lot mm, Eddie knows that yeah. and in fact we both share a love of well she likes um, what Last Shadow Puppets yeah, I love the I Arctic love Monkeys I do too that's right yeah, and you know I like Coldplay <laughs> like I like a lot of rock music and this Sam Fender reminds me of a combination there's a, some early Arctic Monkeys maybe mm. the AM album if you know their mm. music and honestly, this song is epic. I just love it. So that's my third song and last song. So my three songs are Ass Like That by Victoria Monet, Baby by Twitch Forever, and Play God by Sam Fender. Wonderful. So I've got two songs this week. And the first one is a song by Fumbi featuring Ladipo. We've talked about Fumbi love. on here before. 
he's not a stranger on this podcast at we all. featured a song and we more than once yeah more than once hallelujah you talked about hallelujah yeah, and, then and then there the, was the, one with Ephia or something yes and then yeah and then the collective i think we talked about the collective show as them well. come so basically yes. like he you, you know about fumi his ep ser- his ep serenade is absolutely amazing if you haven't listened to it you should go and listen to it. it's really great and the song i don't think i've even mentioned the song the song <laughs> is called turn me around it's a song which is from 2018 so not so new but it's really really good i really like it it's pretty short as well it's not that long but it's a really nice listen and he features ladipo on it and ladipo or po as he's called is nigerian can i can i just interrupt yes, i actually ahead. have a song that i almost talked about this week really? La- a ladipo really? song yeah, okay. so that'll be coming up <laughs> so listen well so i don't have to go over his bio again <laughs> no it's not a long bio so i don't know <laughs> well he's nigerian and he's signed to maven records he has also featured on show them come and he's also a member of the collective and he is a rapper and he attended North Carolina and the University of North Carolina he majored in biology and chemistry and he's also done a song with Simi which was quite popular but he also did a song with Show Them Come Feel Alright I'm not sure whether that's the song I talked about mm. could be I don't quite remember and initially I thought the song was recent I had to go check and then realize that it was quite old and the song is basically an ode to love it's really nice I like it so you should listen to it too The second song that I have for you is a song from Joe Metal. Mm, and my mom's going to be so happy. Really? She loves Joe Metal. Me too. I really do like him. One of my favorite songs from him is Bononi. Hey, I love that song so much. My mom has learned Gan just so that she can sing <laughs> that song. I love that song. Anytime I hear that song it just makes me really really happy. <laughs> But the song I'm talking about is called Medow and it basically means I love you. It's talking about loving the Lord and all that. And Joe Metal is Ghanaian. He's a gospel singer and he was born Joseph Oscar Niyama Metal. He's been nominated for a number of awards and he's actually won a number of awards. Mm-hmm. And the song Medow is actually not a new song either. It's, it's it's a pretty old song, but then it's on his new album called The Experience. And what I what I was really fascinated by actually was the background. Mm. The background singers, they're, they're like they're really mm, I, I found mm. it really really so they're really really good even though sometimes when you say moja you say like moja I'm like hey why are you brothelizing the moja <laughs> you know um, yeah it's it's a, <laughs> it's a really nice song and then I, I guess it's a medley as well because at some point it, they switch to another song it's a really 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 good song and I love it so those are my two songs uh, turn me around fumbi featuring ladipo and joe metal medal so wonderful yeah. wonderful <laughs> so before we continue on with the show i just wanted to let you know about a wonderful opportunity that we have for our listeners thanks to our partners at sendwave so sendwave is an app that allows you to quickly and conveniently send money from the us the uk and parts of eu to ghana and also other african countries It's completely free to use and very secure and I know this because I have received money through Sendwave myself. With Sendwave, you can send mobile money to networks as well as directly to bank accounts and still at no cost. Just search for Sendwave in the Google Play Store or the App Store and when you see a penguin waving, you know you're on the right track. Once you download it, it takes only 5 minutes to set up and start sending. No matter how much or little you send, it's always free. Sounds great, right? Well, it gets even better. For the month of October, when you use our promo code to Peswas, you'll get either $10, £10 or €10 depending on your location towards your first transfer. And who doesn't like free money? 
All the information you need will be in the description box, as well as a link to a video of us walking you through the setup process. And now back to the show. Okay, now on to what the F. Okay, so we're in Mexico and a woman called Leonora R was arrested for stabbing her husband multiple times after discovering pictures of him having sex with a young woman on his phone. Now, we could stop the what the F right there because, Mm. seriously, like, I mean, just leave, (laughs) sis. I've said this many times. Just leave. Why are you stabbing up the man Mm. and going to end up in jail? In jail because of him. He's going to live live his life, you know? Now, so, again, uh, police were called to the scene to respond to reports of a domestic incident where they found her husband, Juan, uh, bleeding from stab wounds to the legs and arms. Now, thankfully, Jeez. she didn't. She missed any vital mm. vitals, and he's fine. He's mm. alive. Um, so the police um, arrived, and he was saying, telling them how he was attempting to explain the pictures, but she wouldn't listen and was just, just was yelling and stabbing instead. Jesus. Now here is the kicker. <laughs> I'm sorry, oh just laughing at your own joke. Like seriously, how lame? But here is the kicker. The young woman in the pictures was actually Leonora herself. Um, <laughs> what? Oh um, my goodness. These had, were pictures taken in the early stages of their relationship mm. when she was much younger, much mm. slimmer, and she was wearing makeup at the time. So it was only when the police arrived <laughs> that he's explaining that he found the pictures on an old device that he was getting rid of, and he transferred them to his mm. phone before scrapping that, that, that other device. Oh and when he was in the shower, she went through his phone and found these pictures she of her damn se- Yes, she couldn't recognize, she couldn't recognize her. Oh so, so we're talking God. like maybe over a decade in the past and maybe, you know, your body changes or whatever. <laughs> so yeah, she went ahead and stabbed up this man, accusing him of cheating. Meanwhile, it was, it was her. How ridiculous is this? You're going to get yourself jail time just right? because you, you couldn't recognize yourself. Right? And now, of course, mm. even if... When, the, when you call the police, and this is what some people don't know, even if after you don't want to cooperate or you want to drop charges, it is they will decide because that's, mm, a, there's been a stabbing, a stabbing. Mm, there's a stabbing victim mm, and everything. So whether or not you meant it or whatever, they don't necessarily, depending, they might just decide to pursue it because, I mean, you need to be, you know, like, what, what, is, what is that? <laughs> so so <laughs> much. Oh, my God. That's, <laughs> that's my, what that's the That's insane. F. That's mm. insane. Okay. So in some more bizarre news, in the UK, a white supremacist has been given the option to avoid jail time if he does this one thing. So Ben John 21 is from Lincoln and he was convicted of downloading bump making instructions, (laughs) something which usually carries a maximum term of 15 years. So the judge, and I assume this was a white man, prefers literary sentences. So he gave this terrorist a suspended term by asking him to read some Shakespeare, Tale of Two Cities, some others, Pride and Prejudice, Twelfth Night. So, and Ben John has until January 4th, where he'll be tested on his newly acquired literary knowledge. (laughs) Of course, Ben's lawyer will defend him and say, okay, yeah, he's not likely to cause harm Mm -hmm. and you know all the other cuddling that you get when white men try right. to do you know, he's you know a troubled who had a troubled, troubled upbringing exactly now this story really riled me up because we we all know that if there was a black man yes. or a non-white person this person would have been on a no-fly list 
all sorts of restrictions, what have you. They might have even put him in jail. Of right? course, with so, no, no bail, because they'll say he's a flight risk or something. You certainly wouldn't be given the option to come and do a performing, no, performance of Shakespeare, Shakespeare in like, lieu of going to prison. These are the ones that went and stormed the Capitol. These, exactly, these ones. Exactly. And so you, what, you do what? You let him do this Shakespeare, and then he goes right back to looking for bomb-making right, instructions. Right, exactly. And then sense? everybody's going to pretend to be shocked when like, he actually bombs oh no, he the library or you something. Know? Really, really ridiculous. But then that's a that's a what the f for you. White men will get away with almost anything. I tell you, really. yeah, it's it's a shame. It's a shame. <sighs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's 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 it for all me. right. So on to the two passwords this week, and you may have seen the title already, which I don't know. I haven't I haven't decided on the title yet, but mm. the working title for now is then go marry that woman Uh (laughs) okay (laughs) now before i get into the meat of it i want to introduce something that you for you to you know keep in the back of your mind all right so there is a um psychological phenomenon coined by sigmund freud who is like a very well-known um psychologist psychotherapist psychoanalyst um, and it's called the Madonna Whore Complex, or uh, Saint versus Slut, right? Mm. Now, the original definition of Madonna Whore Complex is a psychological complex that develops in men who see women either as saintly Madonnas, mm. right? Now, Madonna here is referencing Jesus's mother, mm. or debased whores, right? Mm. The result being that these men desire a sexual partner who has been degraded, i.e. the whore, but they cannot sexually desire the respected partner, mm. a.k.a. the Madonna mm. or the saint. Said Freud, where such men love, they have no desire, and where they desire, they cannot love. Now, his logical conclusion of this was it led to a form of psychic impotence. Mm. Now... We are actually going to, what we're going to talk about today is the way in which the Madonna whore complex is very evident Mm -hmm. in whether it's media, but also mostly, which I'm going to talk about now, interpersonal relationships between men and women. And it's still extremely prevalent and is actually the underlying explanation for a lot of the behaviors you Mm -hmm. see men manifest Mm -hmm. and also the problems that arise. Okay, so let me set the scene for you. You're minding your business, you're living your best life, okay? And somebody who um, either is interested in you in person or follows you online or something um, takes it upon himself to express certain concerns. Oh, and you know the ones. <laughs> hey, hmm, you're very pretty, but you wear too much makeup. Or um, you, wear too me- too, you, you wear too much weave or your nails are too long or... You're so beautiful, but why do you have to dress like this? Why don't you tone it down a little bit? So on and so forth. Or, A, I saw you posted that you can't cook. Hmm, how will you marry? Because (laughs) men don't like women who can't marry, or you're very opinionated. You know men don't like women. Okay. So my, you know, confusion and answer to that is like, okay, well, if you don't like women that wear makeup, why are you here? Go look for somebody Why who are you wear here? makeup. So, then. like I said, the title. So, go date slash marry that woman, it's not the that one difficult. that doesn't wear the weave, has her hair all natural, the one that doesn't talk a lot, 
the one that doesn't have fake nails, whatever it is, the one that doesn't wear body contour, whatever it is you claim to be looking for, you'll go find, find it, it you'll in find that person it. over there. Why are you all up on my page stressing me out and, and demanding things of me when you don't even know me, right? Mm-hmm. And this happens a lot. I think every woman can relate Ugh, to this because everybody has had somebody who has no right to be questioning you, telling you that you Out need to change. Out of nowhere sometimes. Yes. That's tr- total and it's usually people that are interested in you in a way because then they're like concerned in mm. quotations, right? So another version of this would be you're communicating with a guy who swears up and down <laughs> that you are his ideal woman, right? Um, somebody you can take home to mom, <laughs> you know? Basically, you're the saint, right? Mm. You are the Madonna. And then one day you take a look on his Insta or social media or something and you realize that every single girl he's following on there is a slay queen. The exact Mm. opposite of the things he he claims that he desires and he's attracted to in a person. He's online watching Botos and the girls (laughs) in the skimpy outfits with the long weaves and all the things he claims to not like, right? Um... Now let's take this to the logical conclusion. Let's say you the sa- you are the saint, mm-hmm. you are the Madonna, and you end up married to this man. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, you know, over time, your husband doesn't want to come home mm-hmm. because he finds you boring mm-hmm. or something because he went and married the saint, saint. when that's not what he truly really desired. Wants, you can yeah. see where I'm going mm-hmm. with this. Right, and then it for a lot of people it actually becomes worse when you have a baby mm-hmm. because at that point in his brain you are reconfigured as the mother, mother. figure, mm. the pure, untainted, mm. whatever. Therefore, he feels like he cannot then associate sexual the, desire with, with you, you because mm. you're a mother, you're the Madonna, you're the saint. Therefore, he's running around on Legon campus <laughs> looking for small girls to chop. Right <laughs> now, all of this again can be explained by the Madonna whore complex, because first of all, and first of all, like in not just our part of the world, but the very concept of the whore. Right, first of all, I don't really believe that's a real. T- There's nothing like a whore. Like mm. either you're a woman who is sexually liberated or empowered. That doesn't mm. make you a whore. Oh, yeah. um, even women who exchange sexual services for money mm. aren't necessarily like, you know, we've moved forward in the I guess body body positivity, sex positivity. Mm. Um, you know, movement to the point where sex work is not necessarily well, there's still a stigma, stigma but yeah, like, let's stop playing. Like, as I've said before, it's the world's oldest profession, the demand has always been there, and mm-hmm. therefore, there's a supply. So, you calling, I mean, just the idea that if you have sex with a woman, it taints her and not you mm, is kind of very odd, very wrong. Mm. So, anyway, I mean. I've talked about sex work before and I said in an idealized world, hey, sure, use your coochie how you want. Mm. But I feel that it's it's always associated with lots of exploitation and things like that. Therefore, I cannot be necessarily on board with the whole like, yeah, I could be a sex worker or whatever, Mm. because they always seem to be troubled in a sense. But in an idealized world, maybe you literally love sex. Mm. Hey, as I said, go do what you love. And if Mm. you can monetize it, then hey. But, um, you know, I do have my issues with it. But generally speaking, the idea of calling somebody a whore, I feel is so outdated and Mm. archaic and judgmental and everything. But anyway, this is for the purpose of this discussion. Now, in our part of the world, 
anything literally has you gets you categorized as the whore. Mm. You I dye your yeah, hair, yeah, hey, yeah, bad yeah. girl. You wear an anklet, pe, hey, a shower things. Hey, why do you have a hey. why do you have a tattoo? Hey, everything. You literally don't necessarily have to do anything sexual. Even long, if you have long, thank if you. you long, no, long, like, mm. ooh, no, this, you know. So you know when we're talking about the whore. It's actually a lot of us. And then it becomes, we become associated with a certain stigma. Mm. Okay. Now, of course, you don't marry the whore, right? Everybody knows that, right? Um, but the problem is, you know, within this complex, that men actually do desire that person. Mm. That is who they desire. That is what they desire. So they're caught in this place mm. between, you know, wanting the so-called whore, mm. but then also understanding that society demands exactly that you say, go yeah. for the saint, mm. right? They're probably so, more concerned about how society sees them as who they eventually ended exactly. up marrying. Exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so when a man is all up in your DMs talking about can you change the way you look and what, what he's actually doing is trying to convert you from his perceived whore into a saint. Mm. Basically, you've heard this is part, he's trying to turn the hoe into the housewife, yeah. right? Now, so that he can proceed feeling confident that, oh, he's society will approve, yeah. he has a saint, mm. you know, he's more secure in that, that's the idealized version of a woman that he's been told he should want, so on and so forth. And then go out in the street. It's and so then go and find a hoe just... because really he's <sighs> bored to death and feels nothing, right? Mm-mm. And again, this dichotomy is is really silly because if anything, everybody is a little bit of saint and a little bit of sinner, right? Mm. We all have, you know, the sexual side of us, but we all have the, I guess, more decorous mm. side as well. There's nobody who's all one thing one or all thing, another. Yeah. And if they are, if they claim to be all saint, they're probably lying mm. because they're just doing it because they don't want to be People judged should, yeah. um, and so on and so forth. Okay, so... And now, as you can imagine, this this kind of dichotomy that men put on women, uh, how they perceive them, has created lots of nonsense. It, mm. it, it affects relationships, it interpersonal does. skills. It forces people go and marry people they don't actually want to like be they, with, yeah, yeah. you know. And they and it you know they're cheating on the side with the people they actually want, but don't feel they they should have, you know. And women to end up stuck. You know, maybe you've attempted to play the saint mm. because that's what society demands. And you are in a prison of your own creation because yeah. this is not who you are. You're just pretending to be some demure, oh, <laughs> mirror, <laughs> doing mirror, mirror things because, you know, you <laughs> feel like, you know. <clears throat> and you'll find that this sort of messaging also is prevalent in media. When you think of female celebrities, mm. either they're like, oh, this one, she's decent. You know yeah, those words. You know. Oh, she's very decent. She's, you know, and then this one, yeah, oh, this girl, yeah. When, you know, you don't actually, and everybody, it's like you have to be put into a category. Yeah, and the kind of roles they even, you know, film roles of the actors, the kind of film roles you see them take, because they like, you're perceived a certain way, and they're like, oh, you couldn't play a school teacher convincingly because you don't have that look or whatever it is. We do it all the time, and it's really silly, and honestly, um, I feel like at the end of the day, go be with the woman you mm-hmm. want to be with. If truly you want a saint, go marry that woman. Don't come be pressuring the so-called hoes online <laughs> about their appearance, how they talk, how they walk, yeah. how they look, or whatever it is. And um, if you want a hoe, Charlie, go get you a hoe. And again, like I said, it's not a real term, but that's yeah. the name of the complex. 
and and you know feel that passion mm. and and just be whoever you want the idea we taint women too much too we much. just we, it's it could too, all be so simple but it we could complicate all yeah, be so, so simple. simple but, we but you'd rather make it hard <laughs> right shout out to lauren hill <laughs> um and yeah that's my two pesos this week great, um, great, go great. marry that woman yeah something to think about yeah thank you all right so in my two pesos today, we're talking about expressions or idioms and their origins. So oh, good, fun. Yeah, good for you. I love etymology. <laughs> okay. So the first one I have for you is moron, mor- a moron, and the meaning is a stupid person. Now, this word was originally coined by a eugenicist called oh, Henry. Oh, wow. Yeah, Henry Goddard. I guess I have to stop using that uh, now. Exactly. <laughs> and he used this term to describe people of low intelligence or behavioral deviance. And he was determined not to let these feeble-minded morons immigrate into the U.S., so he sent his staff to Ellis Island to assess the intelligence of these people. Wow. Yeah. And so about 40% of Hungarians, Italians, and Jewish immigrants were deported in 1913 because they were classified as morons. Hmm. So the next time you want to use the word moron, please think of another word. Now, we have to even ask ourselves, what was the test? Because see, that's in exactly all likelihood, these people couldn't speak English. And if you go and present them with a Something, test, in it, yeah, uh, yeah, obviously, yeah. I didn't look into that. Or I've, like the test is culturally biased because that's a right, thing. Like you ask right. them about stuff they can't possibly know exactly. about, and, and then and say, "Who are you to say what is intelligence?" Thank you. Exactly. Like, how do you determine intelligence according to what you feel is intelligent, or according to whom? There's right? a, an expression. Well, they said Einstein said it, but nobody really knows mm. that if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree. Uh, the fish will always will live its whole life thinking it's stupid. stupid. Meanwhile, it's yeah. not right, you know. Yeah. So, okay. So the next one is mumbo jumbo, an expression which refers to something which is nonsensical or gibberish, and it's, it's uh, this mumbo jumbo is thought to be a corruption of a religious figure called Mama Jumbo, and uh, this mask figure participated in ceremonies, and this is some somewhere in Africa, forgotten mm. exactly where. And a clerk called Francis Moore ended up transcribing the name as Mambo Jumbo in his in his book Travels to the Inland Parts of Africa. And it's about a century later it will come to be known as uh, come to be a term used for gibberish and all that. This is gibberish or gibberish? Gibberish. gibberish, gibberish yeah. That's Mambo Jumbo. <laughs> now the third one is Eeny Meeny Miny Moo. So the full the full nursery rhyme is "Ini mini mini mo catch, catch a, a tiger, tiger by, by the toe." If he hollers, let yeah, let him go. Ini mini mini mo. In the late eighteen hundreds, tiger wasn't really tiger, mm. but rather the N word. So, oh yes, yes. So that's okay. That's enough said. The next time you're thinking about getting your child into ini mini, you might want to think a bit about the history Yikes. behind. Yeah, exactly. So now we're coming on to some idioms. I didn't want to make it too heavy just to go down the list of <laughs> Honey, I'm idioms, already you know? shook yeah, to my yeah. So I said, you know what, let's let's do some idioms. So the fourth one is to give someone the cold shoulder. The shoulder. So it's to treat somebody in an unwelcome manner. So apparently back in medieval times, if you had a guest over, you couldn't just tell them to leave. Mm. So what you did, the custom was to give the guest a piece of the shoulder of uh, pork or beef or mutton which was cold and oh, that was the sign and that, that was like, the sign for the you gotta again. go you gotta go <laughs> the next one is to turn a blind eye and that's that means to deliberate deliberately ignore facts or refuse acknowledgement of truth 
and the most popular and common origin is said to be made, it's a comment made by an admiral horatio nelson so he was blind in one eye they were fighting some kind of war the person his superior i guess or his his battle mate gave him some instructions and nelson was convinced that his way was the right way mm. so he looked through a telescope telescope but he used his blind eye to look through this telescope so that he pretended not to see the signal exactly and he's also reported to have said that he reserves the right to use his blind eye every now and then so that's the to turn a blind eye interesting so the sixth one is throwing the baby out with the bath water i actually know this okay one. so i hope it's the same thing because there are a lot of mm. differences online now that is getting rid of something valuable in the midst of getting rid of something unimportant unnecessary now in the 1500s families bathed only once a year i'm sure these were anyway let me not say what i wanted to say so they use this <laughs> <laughs> we know that we know the kinds of people who don't like really the people like that bathing. say they don't wash like, their legs today <laughs> let's just put it that way so um, uh, people in one family used the same water it was first the dad and then the mom and then the kids and by the time it got to the kids the but the water was so dirty that if you weren't careful you throw out the water with, that's with exactly the, what i heard yes, okay so that's where the term comes from and the last one is mad as a hatter to be totally totally crazy and this story dates to the 17th and 18th century in france um hat makers were using mercury in their in their hat felt and as you know mercury is poisonous so the poisoning led to signs of shyness trembling irritability of the people who wore the hats and hence it was called the mad hatter disease you might think it's from alice in the wonderland in wonderland no it's not it's basically the the story of mercury in hats and that is where the term mad as a hatter comes from and that's it that's my two pesos a little awesome. bit of education for y'all awesome. <laughs> okay right. so, so that's it down. guys and right. we'll see you again yeah. next week right, bye. bye if you enjoyed the episode and you're listening to us on any of our platforms please give us a thumbs up remember to subscribe and we'd also love for you to share this episode with your friends let's continue the conversation we'd like to hear your feedback Information on how to reach us on our website can be found in the description.